0: Wearing fig leaves and being quiet. This and more on today's podcast. Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome back to God's Word Gives Hope. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. We are in week two of our Hearing God series, where we are going to address the question of how do we hear God? And not to be confused about the next week's question, which is... Yeah, you're going to have to wait till the end of the episode to find out next week's question. But before we jump into this week's question, but next week, this week, I feel like we're doing like a, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third moment, <laughs> but we do have something important to celebrate. That's right,
1: listeners. We are celebrating over five thousand downloads. And I'm super excited because that seems like a very large number to me, but I have no idea what it means.
0: <laughs> so that means that our podcast has been downloaded by people over five thousand times, or your mom, who is a huge fan of the podcast, has downloaded it five thousand times. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's it. <laughs> okay. Um, but what that really means is that you guys, as our listener, you're sharing and you're helping us get the word out. And for, Two ladies sitting in Bartow County, Georgia,
1: 5,000 feels like a big deal. Yes. We are so grateful for you listening. And if God's Word Gives Hope has spoken to you and impacted you in any way, we want to know. And you can do this by leaving a review on the platform you listen to. People read those reviews, mm-hmm. and so do the logarithms. Another thing that the what? I... what? Yeah, yeah. I, did I not say that right? <laughs> algorithm. Okay, yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means anyway, but I do know that it can help more people find us and if that's what's going to take so that they can get into God's word, mm. then I am for it.
0: Absolutely. So let's start today's discussion. We're going to quickly recap last week. We talked about belief. This is the idea of whether or not we believe that God still speaks to us today through his spirit. So if you didn't get a chance to listen, I highly recommend taking a moment, go back to episode 33, but belief is our first letter in our acronym because acronyms help us remember
1: things. That's right. Well, let's get started and I'm going to read for us our verses from 1 Kings chapter 19 and we'll get to answering that question on how can we hear from God. Verse 11, Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Well, for today's purposes, we, and to answer our question, we're going to focus on verse 11. And here we see an invitation from God for Elijah to listen and to attune himself toward God. God invited Elijah to go out and stand before him, and the New International Version reads it this way, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. So Elijah obediently does what God asked of him, and he positions himself to be in God's presence so that he could hear and experience whatever it was that God had for him. So listener, this is what we invite you to consider. How are you listening? How are you leaning in? What are you doing to position yourself to hear God? Listening can feel like it's passive, but listening is actually an action where we are fully engaged and ready to hear. If I'm talking to a friend and they don't care to take their earbuds out, then they are not putting themselves in a position to better hear me. Yeah, or
0: maybe you're trying to talk to your child or a... (laughs) husband, and they're still (laughs) facing the TV, they're not positioned to hear you at all.
1: Absolutely not. So let's talk about that more. Our role in listening to God so that we can hear him. So Elijah positions himself, right? He's
0: attuning, that's the word that we're going with this week, attuning himself to hear God. And that is our ability to position ourselves to listen. So Elijah has done this multiple times in his life. He was so attuned to God, he was able to stand before the prophets of idols and dump water on a sacrifice before asking God to send fire from heaven to burn up that sacrifice. He was so attuned to God, he's able to confidently walk up to a widow and she literally has her final meal that she and her son are going to eat and he asked for her to make that for him instead. I feel like you really have to know, like you're facing the Lord and He's saying, Do this thing. Yes. To ask a widow to give up her final meal for her and her son. And yet God came through in such incredible ways. And that's a story you need to go back and read. Listen, first Kings is full of some really great stuff. Yeah. We're just hitting the highlights. But we know that Elijah was intimately connected to who God was. And this is before the Holy Spirit came. This is before, you know, it's poured out on all believers. And and when we talk about this. I have to admit, I, I feel a little bit like a loser. Like when I hear how Elijah is attuned and positioned and he's so focused on God and he has a lot of big things going on and it makes me feel like, man, I'm not getting this right.
1: Yeah. You know what? I think we can all feel that way. And we actually talked about that some last week. We tend to elevate uh, the people of the Bible. (laughs) to this super spiritual status that we will never achieve. So therefore, what happened to them and how they communicated with God would not translate to us today. But that's just not true. Mm -mm. They were very much real people with real problems, real fears. I mean, we saw that last week where Elijah was running around like all crazy um, (laughs) and afraid. Even though he was all over the fear chart, the concept that God would not talk to him I don't think that was ever there. Mm -hmm. It seems like he was just always open and was in continual conversation with God. And I think that's a part of his role of attuning himself that we can learn from that is very much applicable to us today. That continual conversation, that continual openness to be in communication
0: with God. Well, I love that. And it's such a great way for us to model our lives. Elijah is so intentional. And he's so open.
1: Yes. Well, that's some good stuff. Listener, I hope you are beginning to think about this and how it applies to you. How can you position yourself to be more attuned to hear God? In the blog, there are several ways that are listed that you can go and read. But we want to talk about a couple of those and flesh them out for you in hopes that it will help you understand how this would apply to your life and how you can lean in more to hear God better. So one of the ways listed was quieting um, ourselves to hear God's voice. So last year, what immediately came to my mind was last year, um, we, I was wrapping up my job at the church and knowing that I was going to be launching the coaching business full time. So right in the middle of that, like two months before all this was going to like flip and change, We decided to change our phone carriers, (laughs) (laughs) which usually, right, is supposed to be a quick and easy and seamless, but not this time. And after an entire week of going insane without phone service, I was, like, beside myself. And Some of the
0: people... do we need to revive anybody that's listening right now after thinking about (laughs) like like, being without a phone for an entire week? Can
1: you live? (laughs) Can you exist? I was questioning it, right? So I was talking to God and I was en route to the gym and I arrived a little early and I will never forget it. I was sitting in the parking lot, so exasperated. but then I'm like, you know, God, I don't want this frustration and where I am to dominate me. I don't want to miss something if you're trying to teach me something. Oh, that's good. Uh, You know, like I wanted to open myself up, right, to him and what he might have to say. And I was like, what, is there anything, you know, teach me? And um, I have to admit that sometimes we throw that out. You know, we're talking to God like that. We don't exactly think he's going to like lower an answer right then. Tends to wait a little while, but I got it immediately into my spirit was spoken these words, I want your drive time. Mm. God was inviting me to quiet myself during my drive time and give that to him. Well, as if a week was not good enough, he wanted all of my drive time (laughs) moving forward. And I have tried to do that. So there's no more, hey Siri, you know, read my texts messages or hey Siri call Amy or whatever um, it's quieting myself down to listen and be with God and like Psalm chapter 46 verse 10 says my drive time is now a way for me to be still and know that God is God but there are so many ways we can be still and quiet ourselves and I wonder if uh listener if this resonates with you. You're like, there's a resistant spirit that's welling up with you. I mean, that was not me. What are some of those other, get on with some of those other ways. But think about that for a moment. What is a way you might need to quiet yourself to better hear God?
0: Oh, that's so good. I think we're just people who fill our spaces, right? So yeah. if we're driving, we turn on music, we're listening to a podcast. You might be doing that right now. Um, and it's valuable. It, it's not like we're doing bad things with our time. But still, God may be asking for us to quiet ourselves before him. I know that um, even as you're talking, I'm like, maybe I don't need to watch Netflix while I'm washing dishes, but I just feel like I'm always in the kitchen. So (laughs) it entertains me. (laughs) Right. Um, right. But maybe that's a good time that I can be silent and listen and attune myself to hear from God.
1: Yeah. So if that's a way for you, you might want to consider that. I would say one of the other ways that I have been impressed upon is to... uh, to draw closer to God and to lean into him so I can hear him better is to just do what James says and where he asks in the book of James, it talks about asking God for wisdom and that he is generous to do Mm. that. So it's kind of like that continual conversation and that like coming into driving here, I was praying about God, give us wisdom on what you want us to say. Um, But on big and small things, just a continual conversation to be opening myself up to his wisdom on the matter at hand, whether Mm -hmm. I'm going into a business meeting, whether I'm going into uh, to meet with a coaching client, um, just offering that up there and then expecting him to respond. When he says he's faithful to do it. If we ask, he will give it,
0: as long as we're asking with... a a straight mindset towards, Lord, I want this. I don't want your wisdom and all the other wisdoms. I want yours.
1: Right. And so that's just another simple way to invite God in to attune ourselves. So what about you, Amy? What are some of the ways that you feel like you need to lean in more so that you can better hear God?
0: Uh, Looking at your list, uh, a couple stood out to me, and I feel like they really kind of go hand in hand. So the first one was confessing. And I don't know why I do this, Um, but I have a pretty, pretty big fear of failure. I'll have struggles. I'll, I'll feel like I've really gotten something wrong with God. And I will take a page out of the Adam and Eve book, throw some fig leaves on me (laughs) and go hide. Like, please no mental images, but um, I don't know why I do it because it's ridiculous. It's as ridiculous as when they did it for me to do it. Um, I know that God knows. I know he knows when I'm ashamed or when I've, let my faith waver, even though he just came through on something. And so right. I think I need to stop and confess because confessing is a part of God drawing close to us. It says it in James 4, that part of our role is saying, oh Lord, I'm, I missed this and I'm sorry and help me. And he already knows and, and he wants to, like he's waiting. He's right next to us going, just, just take that step.
1: Yeah, I think that's really good because I think that sometimes we think of confessing is about this wrong, this big wrong that I did. I sinned, I sinned. That seems seems like that. But I think it's more than that. I think it's just about getting honest Mm -hmm. and truth-telling. You know, God knows everything about us, but he calls us friend. And then he invites us and considers us co-laborers. And he wants us to be honest with him about everything, even though he knows the very thing that's about to roll off of our tongue before we even think it or say it, he still is inviting us into that. Because why? It's good for us. You know, those leaves don't cover much. Well, it takes a lot of them. (laughs) Okay. Um, But even though God knows the very thought in our head before we think it, that truth-telling really is like takes a load off of our shoulders. It mm. ushers in peace. It clears our mind. It's kind of like clearing out the ear canal so that we can hear him better. Mm. And while those leaves may not cover much, our honesty invites the covering of God. Which I
0: just love. Um, we might think that it's pretty painful sometimes being raw and honest, but God actually uses that honesty to comfort us, to clear out our hearts, to position ourselves to hear him. And more often than not, he will then turn and use that experience to minister to someone else. Right. Um, So the other one that stood out to me uh, that you wrote about was hoping with expectation. Again, like if you could see me right now, I'm pointing at my brain because (laughs) I understand this, but there's that waiting and it's hard. We are not people who like to wait. In fact, I'm, I'm kind of doing a, a, a test run this year. I've been microwaveless at my house. I, that
1: does not even compute. Do, <laughs> can you? That's like There's just no without space. phone service, right? <laughs> can you have uh, a meal without a microwave? I don't know. And so, again, I've just learned that
0: waiting, it takes longer. Leftovers are a bit more of a pain to heat up. But um, as I want to become somebody who's better in the waiting. And you say in the blog, when we place our hope in God's ability and the power of his promises, our expectations shift from our ability to God's ability to change our situation. Hope results in an unexplainable peace from God and draws us closer to him. And that that unexplainable hope that's drawing me closer to God, that's exactly what I need. You know, in Romans 8, 24 and 25, it says, we were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But it, if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. I love that. And it's just the idea that hope isn't, if, if I'm looking at the thing, then I can't hope for it. Hope is something that does not easily exist in my peripheral, in my in my world right now. Right. And Romans fifteen thirteen says, may the God of hope fill you with all, all joy and peace in believing so that the power of the holy spirit so that by the power of the holy spirit you may abound in hope and so for me when my mind starts running down the lines of what ifs and and worries i need to stop i need to confess that fear that lack of faith that struggle and then reorient my thoughts towards hoping with expectation and so i'm thinking about our listeners cuz cuz you guys may feel like you're in dark places or like hey, I've tried listening and God just feels really silent. And so what would you say to someone who says, I'm I'm, I'm still waiting?
1: Yeah, I would love to speak to that. Um, I think we do go through seasons of hard and difficult and where it seems or may appears that God is not speaking to us and that he's being silent, like intentionally, like, yeah, I'm just going to, he's giving us the silent treatment. It's going to be hard. This yeah. is your punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And it may feel like he's being distant. And what I would say to you, if you are walking through a season like that right now, my encouragement to you is to keep on going. Keep leaning in. Keep looking at the ways in which you can continually position yourself to hear God. So you're ready to receive it when he does speak to you because he will. His character does not abandon. Mm. He doesn't just leave you hanging. He is not a give you a silent treatment kind of God. Not at all. That is not who he is. If you ask for God God to give you wisdom, he is generous and he will give it to you. So know, dear listener, that your answer is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. So just keep leaning in.
0: Ooh. I don't know about you guys. I think I needed to hear that today. Um, I love the blog because it closes out with this line. And so I want to share this as uh, we draw to an end. Whatever you do, do something to help you lean in and draw closer to God. And know that as you move closer to God, you will realize he is already closer to you.
1: I get chill ups every time. I think God wants us to know that and to hear it. Well, next week's question, I think, is going to entice everybody even more, and it is, what are the ways that God speaks to us. How do we, you know, what are those ways in which he's going to communicate to us? So I'm super excited to talk about that one. And we'll find out more about the next letter for the acronym. So we have two already, B and an A. So uh, what are we spelling?
0: Well, we're not going to tell that until we get to the very end. um, Because it it might take a little explaining (laughs) for people. (laughs) But um, remember that... uh, we just would love for you if you'll take just a moment to write a review and help us let others know about this podcast because it helps the... Now I'm going to say it wrong. A logarithm algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> it helps the algorithm. It helps just more people find hope in God's word. Now to close our time, I want to read from Psalm 27, verses 7, 8, and 14 from the New Living Translation. Hear me as I pray, O Lord, O Lord, be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To go deeper with the blog, visit GodsWordGivesHope.com. For more information on coaching with Janae, visit JanaeShatleyCamp.com. And to partner with us to help make God's Word Gives Hope possible, visit our website and click the Give button.
1: Thank you.